What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Joseph Four Podcast on the JV Podcast Network. Just a quick reminder, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you may be listening, be sure to turn on those notifications. Never miss an episode. They come out every single Monday. Rate five stars. Leave a friendly review. And guys, follow me on Twitter at JVOR3 and Instagram at JAVOR3. I post all the links to my podcast there and the links to my articles. That's right. I just recently started writing articles. Be sure to check out my most recent one, my love letter to the NBA. It's very timely because if you didn't know already, this is the NBA preview show. My uncle Micah, who's not actually my uncle, but that's what we call him, is joining me to break down the NBA. He is also my gambling correspondent and expert. So we talk over-unders. We talk bold predictions. We talk playoffs. Who's going to win the NBA finals? We talk about Tuesday night, opening night in the NBA. We talk about the spreads. We get, we are giving you guys free money. Make these picks and you will make money. And also on this episode, after the interview with Uncle Mike, I'm introducing a brand new segment. Instead of my complaint of the week, I'm bringing some more positive vibes. I'm talking my recommendation of the week. All of that coming up, but, in, but first... Enjoy this nice, smooth jazz. All right, so calling in on the bat phone on the JV Podcast hotline right now, non-degenerate gambler and lover of Bud Light Lime, Uncle Micah, making your first appearance on the show. What's going on? What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm ready to do this. So, guys, like I said in the intro, got an NBA NBA preview here. Micah, he's my gambling expert. This this is who I go to. I was just in Vegas. He he was coaching me up all weekend. We have over unders for you. We have MVP picks and odds. We have our way too early playoff predictions. Who's going to win the title? We have some bold predictions on the season, and we're going to talk about opening night. Who's playing? the storylines, and who you should bet so you guys can win some money. So, um, Uncle Micah, here we go. Let's get right to it. Over-under wins. We're starting with our hometown Cavs. They're over-under set at 24 and a half. It, it, it pains me to know. I mean, I w- the, you have to take the under here. Are the Cavs even going to win 20 games? I would maybe take over 20. But if, if it's still 24 and a half, on the board because sometimes the numbers fluctuate but if you can find 24 and a half you have to take the under i don't see how they went over 24 and a half i know it's preseason but they've been getting smoked in the preseason haven't looked too well i don't know if garland and porter jr are gonna i think they're gonna be good still but i don't think they're gonna be a huge help first year I got to take the under i know it's painful but what do you think yeah no it, it, it's gonna be a huge it's just going to be a huge process. You know, I, I think I'm interested to see how they play with this new coach. You know, he's all about fundamentals and, you know, he's making his, and he's been great in college, but I mean, he's breaking into the NBA. I mean, he's 66 years old. He's, I mean, he's like a president. I mean, I think we have to ask, is this guy going to die in office? Yeah, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a battle. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they're going to sell tickets still because of the fan base, but man, it's going to be rough. Yeah. It's going to be rough. Okay. Enough about the Cavs. Let's, we need to lighten up this show a little bit. So let's go to the Lakers over under 50 and a half. I'm taking the over here. I think the Lakers are going to win 53 games. Yeah. I love the over too. I mean, I think that line actually opened at like 53 
and people thought that was too high, but and they're taking the under. I love the over. Me too. I would say 53 is a good number too. I actually think LeBron's going to go balls to the wall this year. I mean, we'll discuss that more later when we discuss our MVP stuff. I think he's not going to sit too many games. Nope. But that is the hard thing when you pick teams with, like, Lakers and Clippers and they have those older stars. If they do their little management with rest, that can really hurt you with these bets. That's why these bets aren't great to do. But if you can get LeBron for 75, 76 games, I love the over 50 and a half. 100%. Let's stay in L.A. We're talking about the Clippers. Their over-under is at 54 and a half. I still took the over here. I think the Clippers, even though Paul George is going to miss some time, you know, they have a pretty deep team. I love Kawhi. You know, I, he's Kawhi's not going to play a ton of games. That's why I don't like him for any of my MVP picks. But I still think, I think the Clippers are going to win like 55 or 56 games. I'm going to go against you on that one. I like the under for the Clippers. Kawhi has already stated for the past couple of years, he definitely wants his menace down. Right. I think he's more likely to sit than LeBron this year. I mean, LeBron's coming off no playoffs. You've only played play full season games. last year. That's another reason I think he's just going to play a lot. Leonard went all the way through the playoffs, went to the finals. Doc Rivers, kind of like Popovich, fine with resting players. I just like the under on that. I think they won about 51, 52. So I would bet the under for that. Okay. So speaking of injuries and minutes here, let's go down to Louisiana. Let's talk about the Pelicans. They're over-unders at 39 and a half. If Zion wasn't, you know, been dealing with these with these injuries and, he, and he's not going to miss, and we have no idea how much time he's going to miss to start the season, I would have gone with the over. I would have liked them, you know, for a dark horse to compete for the playoffs because I, I like the guys that they have on their team. But with Zion's, you, you know, status up in the air, I have them going under. I, I think they're going to win like 36, 37 games. Hey, we're on the same page pretty much. I actually liked him for the over before this Zion right. stuff happened. Now it looks like he's going to miss at least the first couple weeks, they're saying. Yeah. And who even knows? Could be longer. Yeah. It was a 39 and a half. That line might change, too, now that the injury happened. I mean, I think we had these lines from a couple days ago. Right. But if it's 39 and a half, you got to take the under, I think. And, again, they they would have fought for the eight seed, I think. But now I'm kind of leaning the other way on that and don't think they will. 100%. So I would take the under on 39 and a half. 100%. Still going to be a fun team to watch, even without Zion, though. I mean, I like Lonzo. Yep. I like Ingram. I love the trade. The only thing I'll say about the Pelicans, one more thing, though, they have a great GM. Obviously, we know their GM yeah. coming from Cleveland. David Griffin. He will make deals. They have a lot of assets to make trades. So if they are in the running for that playoff spot, we know they'll pull the trigger with their GM there. See, I don't know, though. So that's the other thing you got to consider. They're one of those teams that will probably make moves at the trade deadline if they're around that eight seed. So then that would probably put them the over the 39 and a half. But, but right now, yeah, I would take the under. But see, it's interesting you say that. We know that David Griffin has the ability to do that, and he knows what he's doing, whether it's buyout market, making um, uh, deals at the trade deadline. But remember when he came out and said all that stuff, how – stressful and you know how hard it was doing that and having all that pressure of winning now with LeBron I think they got a younger nucleus now and they're more in it for the long run I actually don't think you know if they're only teetering on just a playoff spot rather than being actual contenders I actually think they're more likely to be more quiet at the deadline than we may think 
That's true. That's a valid point. I mean, I don't, I don't even really know how many draft picks they have as assets, but they have a bunch of them. Well, yeah. So if oh. they could pick up someone at, by just trading a couple draft picks to get a veteran player to maybe fight for that eight seed, I could still see them doing it. But I see exactly what you're saying right. for sure. Yeah, because so they may just sleep for the trade deadline and not do too much. Exactly, because they do have a ton of those picks from the Lakers, and everything looks like the Lakers are going to be a pretty good team for years to come. I mean, how much help does Alex Caruso need when they go out and get him LeBron and Anthony Davis? So, you know, really what 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 value are, you know, mid to late round first picks? You know, that, that that's where it could come into some consideration to move those anyways. You know, it's like, can we get a guy that we know is going to be good rather than, you know, taking it to chance with the 25th pick in the first round? That doesn't really do us anything. Yep. Very true. Very true. Okay, so a ton of sides to, to that, obviously. Uh, okay, let's talk about Golden State. Their over-under was interesting, 49 and a half. I, I was just listening to uh, Simmons. I think it's actually 48 and a half now, but, but it's right around there. Either way, I'm still taking the under. I don't think really no matter how this season goes, I don't think we're going to see Klay Thompson once. I, I mean, you got to take the under here. I still think they make the playoffs – um, as the seventh or eighth seed, but at the same time, I don't think I would scratch my head if you bet on them to not make the playoffs. And you know, Iguodala's gone. Obviously, Durant's gone. Clay Thompson injury. Look at some of the guys that they've added. I think they're going to be atrocious defensively, and I just think they're worn out. Yep, I'm with you again on that one. I like the under 49 and a half. I have it written down here. I mean, D'Angelo. I know that they can use him as trade bait at the deadline if he doesn't fit in well with Steph. And I think that's one of the reasons they traded for him because they knew Clay was out. So they still got a little more offensive firepower with D'Angelo. I'm not positive he's going to fit in well with Steph. I mean, they both need the ball in their hands. They're both smaller guys for NBA level. It's just going to be questionable. And I might even have the Warriors in one of my bold predictions as far as the playoff go later when we talk about that. But I'm definitely taking under 49 and a half. And I'm with you on Clay. If they're not doing well, I don't see Clay playing this year either. No. But I think a lot of that's going to depend on how the first 30 games go for the Warriors as far as them forcing, not forcing him back, but, you know, no. him pushing to want to come back sooner and all that stuff. Yeah, and this is the first time Draymond actually might have to act like a star. I mean, Draymond's always played with star players, so I think that makes him a little overrated. I've always thought he's a little overrated. I feel like he's good as a very good role player. He's a perfect Now he has to kind of step up and be a star as far as a scoring option, too. I don't know. Going to be questionable, but I definitely like the under 49 and a half. All right. We've already mentioned their coach a few times. Greg Popovich, San Antonio Spurs, 46 and a half. I'm not loving anything about the Spurs. I'm taking the under. I think they missed the playoffs. Yeah, we're on this. This is like we have the same notes, I think. I'm definitely on the under on the Spurs, too. And they're going to be my bull predictions. They're on 22 straight years of making the playoffs. It ends this year. And I think it's going to come to an end. I'll just say that's one of my bull predictions already. We'll get to that early since we're doing it for over-unders. I'm under on 46 and a half. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Nope. 22-year streak is coming to an end, and that's about it. The West is so good. Yeah. I just don't – I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge, 
good player, but he's getting older too each year. I don't know. I just think they're going to struggle. Yep. I don't see where they fit in. Okay. La last one here for our over under Dallas Mavericks. Interesting team. Dontich, obviously, he's awesome. Uh, Porzingis is there now. Well, he has been there, but now he's healthy. He's playing. Their over under was 39 and a half. I like Dallas to win about 44 games. I'm taking the over, and I think that they make it into the Western playoffs. I'm with you again. Oh, I love Dallas and the over. Porzingis, I mean, they were going to limit his minutes in the preseason, but he actually, I think the last preseason game he played against the Clippers a few days ago, put up like 18 and 13, played about 25 minutes. Yep. I mean, he seems to be on pace and healthy, and I don't know if he'll be on a minutes restriction to start off coming off the knee injury, but yep. I think he's going to play full strength and not be on a minutes restriction. So if Porzingis plays like he did with the Knicks, I mean, they're – I don't see how they don't go over 39.5. So definitely like the over of 39.5. 100%. Okay, let's go into right now – what are we talking about? Okay, so here we go. We already foreshadowed them a little bit. Our bold predictions for the season. Um, wh why don't you go ahead, the ones that you mentioned. Why don't you start off and re retouch on the ones you already mentioned real quick? I'll go over – three that I think are going to happen this year. All right. My first one's going to be Spurs not making the playoffs. I kind of yeah. mentioned that we're talking the over-under. They've gone 22 straight years making the playoffs. I mean, I don't know if that's Super Bowl prediction because I think a lot of people are kind of thinking they might struggle to make the playoffs. Right. But the fact that they made it 22 years straight, I'm going to consider that a bold prediction. Uh, we'll move to number two. Okay. I mean, I know we're going to talk about MVP odds. I'm all in on LeBron winning yeah. MVP this year. I think it's kind of like – it's not like his last hurrah, like it's his last year. But I do think this year he still wants it to be his team. I know he's already kind of talked about, well, I'm going to pass the team to Anthony Davis. Well, he but always I think he's going to be straight, full, going crazy. I think he's going to play over 75 games. I don't think he's going to sit out a bunch of games. Maybe at the end of the season, you know, he might sit a few here and there. But yeah. it's not going to be – you know, five games on, one game off. As long as he plays 75 games, I think that's yeah. the number. If he yeah. plays 75 games, I really think he might win MVP again in his 17th year. And my number three bull prediction is we'll talk about this when we get to playoff seedings and stuff, but I think the Celtics are going to win the East. Wow. Okay. In those NBA finals. I really think the Celtics, mostly because – I have a feeling that the Celtics, and this is another prediction, when the trade deadline comes, I really feel like they're going to make a deal with Portland to get okay. Nurchik or Whiteside. Ooh. Because Nurchik's still injured, but when he comes back, I don't see him and Whiteside. One of them's going to have to sacrifice minutes. Right. I just see the Celtics making a deal because the Celtics are kind of missing a center right now. That's right. like their main. Horford's, I mean, that's a huge miss. Forget about Kyrie. Horford was the backbone of that team, that locker room, that defense. Yeah, exactly. And that's they need a big guy, and I just feel like Ainge is going to make a deal. I don't know if it'll be early in the season, but once the trade deadline comes, I think they're going to make a deal with Portland and get Whiteside or Nurchik. If Nurchik comes back healthy and him and Whiteside can't play together, which they probably won't, because, I mean, Zach Collins is there for Portland, too. I mean, right. they got three big guys that are pretty good. Yep. I think they're going to sacrifice one of them and trade them to the Celtics, and that's going to put the Celtics over the top. 
Love it. When it gets to the playoffs time. So I see the Celtics going to the finals. That would okay. be my other bold prediction. Okay. So I, I got three as well. Okay, I'm starting off here. These are a little crazy, but I think Atlanta, I, I love Atlanta. I'm excited. I got league pass. I'm really excited to watch Atlanta this year. I think they make a leap, and they're they're my number eight seed in the East, and I think Trey Young is going to be top three in the league in assists this year. So that's my first nice. bold prediction. Here's another one. Now, maybe it's just because I've, I've liked the, the little highlights that I've seen on Twitter here and there, but at plus 2,200 for Rookie of the Year, Sign me up for Tyler Hero. I don't know if he's going to win, but I kind of like this sneaky bet, especially with Zion's status up in the air. If Zion was healthy and hasn't been dealing with anything, he's my clear-cut favorite. And you know, just I know that you do as well. I love John Morant. I think he's going to make a pretty boring, kind of unwatchable Grizzlies team pretty watchable this year just because he's awesome. But I think Miami's going to be a playoff team, and I think Hero's really going to break through. I mean, I don't see... You know, at least for very long, you know, the the temper tantrum throwing ball hard, no D waiters taking any minutes from him. I, you know, I, I don't see, you know, Winslow's just been kind of underwhelming. Um, so, yeah, sign me up for Tyler T- Hero at plus 2200 for rookie of the year. That's it, actually really, I mean, the reason that's a really good bet. I think a lot of those odds are taken off the board now, but if you got on that early, that's for sure a yeah. good bet because now with Zion being hurt, yep. those long shots, I mean, anything over 20 to 1 is pretty much a long shot. But, yeah, that definitely could happen, especially with Zion being hurt. I mean, if, if you guarantee me Zion was playing 75 games, yeah, I mean, I would never bet anyone else the 100%. way he's looked. But, yeah, it sounds like with him possibly being hurt, that's a great value to bet, Hero. Okay, my last one, and I have a big explanation and contingency plan um, for this that, that'll come a little bit later. But real quick, just the headline here. I think we're going to see a healthy Embiid. He's going to play for the first time in his career 70-plus games. He's going to commit more to the post, and the Sixers are going to win their first title since 1983. Oh, wow. I really went out on this I mean, one. It's, it's definitely possible. I mean, that's they're not like a huge long shot. No the finals, but it's a little crazy. I know. But that's a good that's a good bold prediction. I mean, Embiid definitely has the talent to win MVP, and he would put him over the top to win. He needs a he is the key for them to win the finals. Definitely. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So I have a whole Embiid thing, but we're going to get to that now because we're now in our MVP picks and odds. So. Do you have, I know you're all in on LeBron for MVP. Are you in, like, regardless of, you know, what you can get him at? Because I think LeBron, honestly, I mean, I think he's a good pick, whether you're looking at the the odds or not, or not. But I also think his odds are great, too. So how do you see LeBron here? How are you kind of assessing this whole thing? I mean, when I look at the MVP odds right now, I mean, obviously the favor is... um, Giannis. Who's a... Yeah, and he's a favorite. I think he was like three to one. I don't have it here in front of me. Like three to one is just I look for value when I bet future bets pretty yeah. much. So when I look at the value picks, the only value I mean, LeBron opened up at twelve to one. I yeah. thought that was great value. I mean twelve oh, to one. Hundred percent. If he plays again, he's gotta play seventy five games though, and he's he can't take games off and rest. If yep. he rests then you're pretty much done. It's kinda like it's a worthless bet. But right. I just have a feeling he's gonna play, not take many games off. So I thought 12 to 1 was great value. I actually think it's probably more like 8 to 1 now. I mean, I bet it pretty early. Yeah, I saw it plus uh, 900. The other two that I saw, 
that I would consider value picks. I mean, these are total grenade picks. I mean, like I said, anything over 20 to one, probably not going to happen. And those are hard to hit. Yeah. But Kyrie at 50 to one, <laughs> I mean, he's going to get as many shots as he wants. Yeah. And let's be real. I mean, like, it's kind of like Harden in Houston. Yep. I mean, he put up unbelievable stats because right. he had the ball all the time. And I mean, let's, if you put up numbers, you're going to be like looked at for MVP. But and I he's going to put up some numbers. Right. But, but, but again, 50 to 1, that's a total grenade. So, I mean, yeah. look, 10 bucks, just throw 10 bucks on it. Yeah. And the other total grenade is Porzingis. Porzingis yeah. was 150 to 1, which is <laughs> crazy odds. I mean, you could just put $5 down on that if you're just a small time better and just want to like have some fun with a possible big score. Yeah. Probably never going to happen. But, I mean, Porzingis was good with the Knicks, and he looks like he's healthy. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's a value pick. No chance it would probably happen. But right. at those odds, that's pretty crazy odds. I mean, if Porzingis took the maps to like a sixth seed in the West, yeah, which you never know, it's possible, but there's great teams in the West. I mean, if he puts up numbers, you never know. Right. But, yeah, those are like values. I didn't really see any other. I mean, I think you are going to talk about Embiid. His value, I think yeah. he was like twelve to one, was he? Yeah, plus twelve hundred. Yeah, so that's not that's good value for Embiid because yeah. I mean you can go ahead and discuss that. I mean, oh yeah, so I you got have points on that. Oh, I got a whole about. Embiid thing here. So I love Embiid for a value pick plus twelve hundred, like I said, because I love Philly. I think them adding Horford is huge. That's amazing for the offense, the defense, the locker room. I I think Al Horford is is, is great, and it's a guy that you need on a championship team. But Embiid winning the MVP is very contingent because on, on a lot of things. Because I really don't trust Embiid. You know, if he's going to win the MVP, Philly has to be great. Like I said, he has to commit to the post. And for the first time in his career, he's going to have to play 70-plus games. And I was listening to Rosillo and Simmons, and Rosillo brought up an amazing point, and I couldn't believe this. I had to go back on NBA.com and look this up to make sure this was real. So last season, Embiid took 493 shots outside of the paint. His effective field goal percentage on those shots was 41%. That ranks 210 out of 218 qualified guys. And then you compare insane, right? And then you compare that to Ben Simmons, who only last season played more games than Embiid, only took 73 shots outside of the paint. That's 493 versus 73. Look at the offensive disparity. That's unacceptable from a coaching perspective, from an offensive perspective. You have your seven foot three center, and I know you know Simmons is crazy. He's your six ten point guard, but 493 versus 73 from a guard to a center is insane. And and at this point right now, where it is with Embiid, particularly from three, is he's at the point now where it's like. He can hit that shot, but it's not at the point, you know, versus you're looking at, no, we want him to take that shot. That's good for our offense. That's that's the difference between where he's at right now, being a career 30% shooter from three, versus where it would be a great shot for your offense. That's when you're like you're closer to 40%. And particularly, I think back to two years ago, especially in the playoffs, I, I don't understand why teams who are guarding him aren't just standing at the foul line. Like, especially in a playoff series, if my scouting report is we are going to stand foul line extended and let Joel Embiid, seven foot three guy who's virtually impossible to stop in the post, we're going to let him stand 25 feet away from the basket and only knock down three out of 10. And and the fact that defenses were falling for this 
long, deliberate, loopy pump fake. It was driving me nuts. I I I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. So that's my that's basically my whole um, you know rant here on Joel Embiid, and, and I'm not really ready to commit. You know, I, I picked them to win the title. You know, I, I love him as a value pick, and I don't care how many games they win in the regular season, how good they may look, but until he really commits to that post, you know, because he's not there yet with the outside stuff, and that's okay because he doesn't need to be because, like I said, he's a beast inside and he's seven foot three. There, there's no reason he should be taking nearly 500 shots out of the paint and jacking up threes when he only, only knocks down 30% of them. No, I mean, he definitely should be in the post way more. I think it's just because the NBA game the past few years has become so different, you know? Like, all these big guys want to be more skilled players like their guards. And But he definitely, I mean, you are right. He should definitely be in the post. But it's just played so different now. No, I, you know, like I, I, Shaq I get back that. in the day, he was posting up all the time and just bullying his right. way there. I get that, but he won titles. I mean, you are, you're on to something for sure. But the game is just—it's just a different game now. I, I don't know. I get the post, that. The post play, the center, is just not there anymore. You know, well, but then, he could well, bring it do back. Pick and roll He's got the height and the bowlingness to yeah. do that. So I don't know. It's up to their coach. If Brett Brown puts him in the yeah. post more. Then I'm sure he'll go, but yeah, but you know, be interesting to see. Where I am optimistic though is Horford because he's a better outside shooter and he stretches it there, um, and he you know can flip back and forth between the four and the five, and he's really really diverse and flexible on defense. So I I'm optimistic that we're going to see more of what I'm talking about with Embiid because of the addition of Horford. So I think he's huge. Um, Yep. But this isn't a value pick. I, I wouldn't bet on this. But I like. I think Giannis takes another step. I think Milwaukee is going to be a one or two in the East. And I think he's going to repeat as MVP. But like you said, the value pick with LeBron. Because I think this year we're going to see him you know, commit just to playing better. And almost every night again in the regular season, I think he's going to miss less than 10 games. Like I said, the Lakers are going to win 53. And they're going to be a top three seed. In, in the West, and I think you'd be crazy not to throw down yeah. some money on LeBron. And like you said, you know, he's talking about, um, you know, passing on the blueprint to Anthony Davis, but LeBron knows how to work the media. This is still going to be his team. <laughs> yeah. He's working this. You know he's going to say that, and he's going to oh, come no, out no, balls no, no, to the wall. He used to know how to work the media. Oh, I mean, okay. I know oh we here we go. This too much, but wait, wait. I, he failed miserably <laughs> a week ago. On go for media, it. Say it. Which is crazy because he's – it's, he had 10 whole days, 10 yeah. whole days for him and his group of flunkies or whatever to come up with the statement. And that's what he and came he just up rambled. a week ago. So he was, but yeah, he usually, he's the most image conscious athlete maybe of all time. So that's yeah. why that thing a week ago was crazy that he would even say that. I mean, right. I know we don't want to get into it too much, but yeah. So he yeah. didn't know how to work the media until yeah. then. He was a savant <laughs> until he just pissed himself to last week yeah just I mean, down that was leg. just crazy yeah but yeah i mean like i said also with lebron one more thing i mean i mentioned it earlier the guy didn't play in the playoffs yeah you know what i'm saying like he's he's got something he's always went to the finals so he's yeah. never had a rest and so you know like, what? i think he's just ready to play now you know and for the last and even with this Sorry. controversy he went through a week ago I think that's going to fuel him a little bit, even though I think he's very mentally weak. So it could break him <laughs> down, you know, with all this public, you know, image stuff that's kind of going down the drain for him the past week. But I think it should fuel him for once. And I think he's not going to take many games off. He's had a long break. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even play 
how many boys did he miss 30 games during the he regular season last year games. or something? He played 55. 55. So, yeah, and then he Almost had no 30. playoffs. Yep. So, I mean, the guy should be ready to go just all out. And right. that's kind of why I just love 12-1. to But yeah. we'll see. Yeah, the last few years he's been talking about, you know, I have nothing left to prove in my career. Everything is just icing on the cake. But, you know, he's going to come out like he has – something to prove, especially this first half of the season. And I, I really do think so. I, I agree too. I, that's why I'm all, I'm kind of all in on the Lakers this year. I think this is, again, he's not retiring, but it's like, you know, he is year, is a year 17 now for him. There's the 18 year 17. I think, I mean, he's getting older, but he's obviously in good shape, stays yeah. in good shape, but I just feel like he's going to go all out this year. For sure. All right. Let's, but, let's talk about opening night. On Tuesday, real quick, we have two games. We're going to talk about the spreads. We're, we're going to talk about who, who we like and uh, what you should bet, real quick, before we get to um, our playoff breakdown and who's going to win the finals. So we have New Orleans Pelicans at Toronto. Like you said, this isn't as awesome. At, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, there's no Kawhi, there's no Zion, and unless you're a Raptors fan and you you're tuning in for the ring ceremony, I mean, there, there's not a ton, you know, in this game. So. You know, Toronto, they're given seven here. Um, I like Toronto to win, but I think New Orleans covers. I do, too. I'm with you. Even uh, with no Zion, usually ring, ring nights, yep. opening night, there's a lot of buildup for it. Yep. It takes Teams a little mentally out of the players as well. Yep. Uh, so emotional. the Pelicans getting seven. I don't see them winning the game. But if you can get plus seven for the Pelicans on Tuesday – I think you got to go with the points there and bet plus seven for the Pelicans. But I like Toronto to win. I think Toronto's still going to be okay yeah. without Leonard. I mean, the East is definitely down. We'll talk about that in a minute as right. far as like where they're going to be at in the East. But for that first game, definitely Pelicans plus seven, I'm betting. Thousand percent. Okay, now the real game. We got at Staples Center. The, the Clippers are t the uh, official home team here for this one. So Lakers, yes. Clippers, Lakers, two points. Um, I think I think the Clippers are going to win this game. I see the Lakers getting off to a super hot start. You know, the first quarter is going to be like, oh, my God, LeBron and Anthony Davis are unguardable. But I think things will slow down. Um, even without Paul George, I think the Clippers are deeper right now, and I like them to uh, come from behind and win this game. But with that being said, I think this is the only game in the regular season that the Clippers beat the Lakers. I think after this, the uh, the Lakers are going to let them know that uh, they are not being pushed around, that they are still the top tenant, that they are still the top dog in L.A. and the entire NBA. See, I have the opposite opinion on that because oh. I actually think the Lakers are the ones that are going to take this game okay. more serious because, mm. you know, LeBron, Anthony Davis there, LeBron going through all his mess the past week. I think he just wants, again, come out strong. He wants I think blood. they're going to be a little more mentally focused for this first game. I mean, let's be real. Like, I'm I'm never really excited for opening night of the NBA. I mean, here and there, yeah. Like, when LeBron came back to Cleveland, uh, when he came back, what was it, five years ago? Yeah. When they had all the parades and stuff. Oh, I was there. They played the amazing. Knicks, right? The, yeah. His first game back. I oh, think yeah. they played the Knicks they at did. Cleveland. I was pretty excited for that when he came back to it watch was, that. They I, actually it was lost awesome. that game, though. And I think about it, didn't they? I was there. It was horrible. When he, uh, I, 
I tell you, the, the yeah, pregame think, yeah. was so electric. There were 20,000 people with still 18 minutes to go in warm-ups. I mean, there were standing ovations during warm-ups. It was insane. And I think the ca- the Cavs lost, and I think they only scored like 89 or like 91 points. Yeah, see, that's, that's why I kind of – and that's kind of like with the ring ceremony thing with, yeah. you know, because the fans are going to be going crazy during the ring ceremony. Right. You know, there's a bunch of hype. Right. So that's why I think it just mentally drains some of the players, and that's kind of what happened to the Cavs, you know, years ago when LeBron was back. So that's another reason why I like the Pelicans. But yeah. I just think the Lakers are going to be mentally focused for the first game. I think they want to come out and win a little more than the Clippers. And I know the Clippers know, like, 82-game season, long haul. I just don't think I, – I think it means more to the Lakers to yep. win this opening game than it does to the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because if if the Clippers win this opening game, then people are going to be like, oh, are the Clippers going to take over (laughs) L.A.? Even though that would probably never happen, no matter how many championships they win. But I just feel like Lakers are going to be more focused. I like them at minus two. Okay. Okay. So I will be betting minus two Lakers on Tuesday night. All right. Let's move to the playoffs now. Let's quickly run through the East. We'll go. We'll just list them off one through eight. We'll do the same for the West. And then let's quickly mention who we like to represent each conference and then give a champion. Sound good? Yep. Okay, I'll go real quick. I'll go just for it. reel it off. The, the one seed is going to be the Bucks. Okay. The two seed is going to be Philly. I got the three seed being the Celtics. The four seed is going to be the Nets. Could Ooh. be the Pacers. I know a lot of people are high on the Pacers. I'm going to go with the Nets at four, Pacers at five, Miami Heat at six. The Raptors are going to be all the way at seven. And then the eight seed, again, like for the East, I think like for the East, the six seed, seven seed, eight seed, could be a lot of different teams. I feel yeah. like there's five locks for the playoffs, the first five seeds. So like Pacers, Nets, Celtics, Phillies, Bucks should be locks for the playoffs. Yep. But anyways, six seed would be Heat, seven seed Raptors, eight seed. I'm going with the Pistons. Oh, okay. I think the Pistons are going to be all right. They, they made be. it last year. I think they're the AC last year. They're going to be the AC again this year. Who do you got? Okay, in the East, I got number one, Philly. Number two, Milwaukee. Number three, just like you, I have the Celtics. Number four, I'm one of those guys that are high on the Pacers. I like Indiana at four. I like the guys from up north in Canada at five, the Raptors. At number six, I have the Brooklyn Nets. Seven, my rookie of the year, Tyler Hero in the Miami Heat. And then rounding out my bold prediction, like I said earlier, the Atlanta Hawks as my number eight. So we have the same, except for the Pistons and the Hawks, I think. So we have, we have seven the same of the eight making the playoffs. Same, yeah. so. but, okay, and then I'll go through the West real quick. Yep. Again, I'm all about the Lakers. Everyone knows that. I've discussed it the whole time. I'm taking the Lakers as the one seed. I think they're all going to play a game, but I don't think they're going to rest. So I'm actually putting them all the way at the one seed. I'm taking the Jazz at the two seed. The Clippers will be the three seed. Denver will be the four seed. Houston will be the five. The Portland Trailblazers at six. The Warriors at seven. And the eight seed is tough because I think there's four teams that are going to fight it out for the eight seed. Yep. Although the Warriors could be battling too. So there could be like five teams for the seven and eight seed. Eight seed, I'm going to go with the Mavericks. And that would leave the Spurs out. The Pelicans will be out. And the Kings are also going to be a tough team, but I don't think they're ready to make the playoffs yet. Yeah. So those would be my eight teams for the playoffs in the West. Gosh, our, our brackets are dangerously close here. So here, here listen, listen closely here. Here's my West. 
I have the Clippers as the number one, the Utah Jazz at number two, the Lakers at three, Denver at four, Houston at five, the Trailblazers at six, the Warriors at seven, and you guessed it, the Mavericks at eight. I mean, I think a lot of people, I honestly think there's seven teams in the West that are pretty much locks. Yeah. If you count the Warriors as a lock, which again, they could struggle. But that eight, really, it's all comes down to that eight seed. I think there's like four teams that are going to battle for that eight seed. Spurs, Mavericks, Pelicans, Kings. So, yeah. I mean, it's that's almost a coin flip between all the teams. Although the Pelicans, if Zion's going to be hurt, I would almost throw the Kings in front of the Pelicans if Zion's only going to play half the year. Right. But, Who do you like in the finals? And, okay, so the finals coming out of the East, I mentioned it earlier. I had the Celtics at the three seed, but I think they're going to make a deal with the Blazers around the trade deadline. Maybe they'll do it early. So if they get a big guy, which would be Whiteside or Nurchik, I had the Celtics actually coming out of the right. East and making the finals. And they will play the Los Angeles Lakers. So it's going to go all the way back to old school. Plus, it's rigged. That's what the NBA wants. <laughs> Everyone wants Celtics, Lakers. It'll get ratings. Actually, a lot of them, I mean, if the Lakers are in the finals, it's going to get ratings no matter who they play. But That's right. you know what I'm saying. Old yeah. school Magic Bird. So it'll be Celtics, Lakers in the finals. And I have the Lakers as the NBA champs. All right. I, you I, got? I'm like you. I have the Lakers representing the West. And I have... Couple, couple of old school NBA teams here. I have Philly, like I've mentioned a few times now, coming out of the East, and 76ers, first time since 83. They're going to win it all this year. Yeah, I mean, definitely could happen. I mean, I just hope, I hope the Lakers, truth be told, I do have a battle in the Lakers. I bet it early, <laughs> early. I got in on the Lakers What'd you get at, at 25 to 1 oh before the Anthony Davis trade. I mean, I bet that early. Some reason Vegas loves putting out the lines. For futures of titles before all these trades are made yeah. i don't know why it's the dumbest thing ever but that's why i always say you can find value at the sports book sometimes with these teams because they put that line up right away like the day after the finals is over yeah they will put the lines up on the board for like next year's champion and they had the lakers at 25 to 1 and I just know LeBron gets his way. Yeah, he And does. I knew Anthony Davis is going to get traded there. So I did bet it early. So I'm definitely – I'm not a LeBron guy, but you know what? Like LeBron, I love money too. So you know what? <laughs> you're just, you're just honest about it. If I sell out like him, then I'll sell out. <laughs> at least you're upfront and honest. At least you'll just come out and say it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm See, not like, being a hypocrite like him. Right. But I, I don't have – Anyways, I don't so, have – yeah, I don't have problems with too much, too many things as long as you're upfront and honest with me. Even if it's kind of BS and stupid, and you're kind of a jerk, I'm like, well, you kind of have to respect it. He's kind, at least he's honest, right? Yeah, I mean that that was the biggest issue I think people had with yeah. this whole controversy is like, you can't be, you know, you can't talk about stuff in this country and say you're for the people, but then when money gets involved. You're obviously not for the people right. because and obviously you, and you, yeah. he's making a ton of money through China. And then for him to come out and say that, I'm just crazy. Whoa. But I don't want to get into that. I mean, yeah. I was heated the first day I saw it. Oh, I know. It's kind of died down a little. Yeah. And it's a lot bigger issue than LeBron anyway. I mean, there's yeah. so many corporations that work out of China. So LeBron kind of is taking a lot of heat for what he said. I mean, it was dumb what he said. But if you really dig deep into the issue – there's a lot of corporations, Apple, Nike, that obviously yeah. should be called out as well. 
for all that. But anyways. Yeah. Speaking of you getting the Lakers at 25 to 1, didn't you have the Cavs back before the back back before LeBron came back? Didn't you grab them early too? Yeah, that's why and I didn't hammer a bet on the Lakers, but the the day after, like I said, the Spurs won the title, and then the next day, you know, I went and looked at the odds, and they had the Cavs at sixty to one. <laughs> and I know LeBron. I don't know for some reason. I feel like I know LeBron. I know how he thinks. Yeah, like the guy is so image conscious. He can't be hated, and like he was hating it because people, you know, his brand took a hit by not just in Cleveland but everywhere because yeah. of how he left. Right. And everything's just so calculated with him. Like, I had a huge feeling he was going to come back to Cleveland because I knew it would help his brain and his image. So, and it did. I mean, I've slammed three, I bet $300 on that at 60 to one, but it ended up oh being a bust gosh. because Kyrie got hurt, Kevin Love got hurt. That's the thing with these future bets is injuries. That's why people hate betting futures because injuries can happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, if someone gets injured, that bet could just be dead, but right. I ended up yeah. doing some hedging, so I still made a little money. But there you go. yeah, I had sixty to one for the Cavs won the finals, oh. and then the Warriors ended up winning. Obviously, we know the whole story, but right. yeah, yeah that, that was pretty yeah. sick bet. That was definitely a huge sweat. Wow. Unfortunate not to hit that one, but Man. whatever happens. Gosh, that would have been something. <laughs> but. Okay, well before we wrap this NBA show up here. Before we get going, I, I have to ask you why? Why am I so bad at roulette? Why am I not better? I need help. <laughs> man, you gotta stay off those table games, man. I mean, <laughs> what do I need to play? When I'm in the casino, poker? all I, don't I know do how is to play, play poker, poker against other people. I mean, we've discussed that before, but yeah. I'm not gonna lie though. Sometimes I do go play roulette myself. I've seen you play Here's roulette. Here's the trick, though. You want to know what the nitty trick is for yeah. roulette? I'm right. You this need down. to take a hundred dollars. Just take a okay. hundred. You got bet it. some. You know, you get the one dollar chips. Do you bet numbers? Or you do. You do red or black. I just. I Are you red or black? I usually or red or black do? guys. Sometimes I'll get frisky and bet um like the little like the sections or odds and evens. I get a little. I get a little fancy sometimes. Oh, okay, so you don't bet numbers much. All no. right. See, I'm I'm a numbers guy, so I, yeah. I always bet. In fact, I bet basketball numbers, so I'm always on twenty three for Jordan. Blah okay. blah blah. But you know, you usually got to bet like at least ten dollars on the inside depending on what casino you're at right so i just buy them for a hundred two hundred whatever take the one dollar chips and i'll bet ten numbers every spent yeah so if you hit a number you say say i hit a number with you know i have a dollar on each number yeah you get 35 dollars. you know if you hit a number yep so when they pay you out usually they pay you out with just 35 one dollar chips but i always tell the the dealer Give me a green chip, okay, and then the rest in ones. So a green chip's twenty five dollar chip, and then you get the rest in ones. Boom. So when, if so I do hit a number, she'll throw me a green chip, and then give me ten more ones for the yeah. you know my numbers, and I put that green chip right in my pocket. And my goal is to try to free roll eventually. So you know what I'm saying. So if yep, I if I'm, I buy I'm for a hundred dollars and I bet ten dollars each spend on numbers, yep. hopefully I can hit four numbers by the time I go broke because yeah. I'll have four green chips in my pocket. Boom. That's how the nits do it. That's how okay. you got to be nitty. <laughs> okay, well, I, I wrote this down, and I know people out here. I know the degenerates that are listening to this podcast are just like, "Oh, that's the, I, I, my, my, this is changing so my whenever, life." But the dealers hate that too. But I tip. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm nitty, but 100%. I'm a good tipper. Okay, but the good. dealers hate that because usually they're just used to like paying out with the one dollar chips because right. you have a certain color too. You know, they slide you your chips. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, give me. I always tell them, I say, if I hit a number. 
I'm like, that's me. Give me a green chip and then 10 more ones. Yeah. And then I'll play with the 10 ones again. But I put that green chip in my pocket. And my goal is to obviously have four green chips in my pocket. Yeah. So then before I go broke. Okay. So that means if I do go broke, I got my money back. It's all in my pocket. But that's a little trick, I guess, you could try if you bet numbers. But if you're a red or black guy, then I don't know. You just. Yeah. Well, no, I'll, I like I'll, to I'll give it a the, shot. You know, 35 to one shots with the numbers. But. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I, I have it written down, and I, I don't know when I'm going back to Vegas next. I, I knew I should have called you before. I literally went two times in three weeks. Man. I don't know. You're in Vegas to have fun anyway. But, yeah, it's hard. I stay away from the pit, dude. That's called, like, the pit area. Oh, I know. games, blackjack. <laughs> You're obviously not a favorite to win in any of those games. No. So you should just no. be there to drink, have fun. That's right. I'm and sure you're even you crazier if you play but... those games on the computer. Because that, oh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's even that's more total, stacked I don't you. do that at all. That's, that's crazy. Degenerate style. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. Yes. Yeah, you're playing the. I, if I see you smoking a cigarette at eight in the morning on the Sharknado machine, I do not want to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I definitely see some of those people, though. When I'm leaving oh, I the know. poker room, I definitely see some of the, I, I don't, dude, it amazes me, man. I've been playing for almost 16 years. I'm in the casino all the time, and I. I don't know how people sit there and play the slot machines. At least, like, I understand playing roulette, blackjack with friends. But, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, you can man. Be social. It, yeah. yeah. I talk about that all the time with my buddies. I'm like, I, I don't get it. Like, how can you just sit there and play those slot machines? Like, they don't That's even crazy. know what's going on. Like, no. I don't even understand slot machines. I don't know, like, what you're winning, how you're winning. No. You know what I'm saying? I, I like, just, I don't want people to sit there smoking and just hitting the button. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. I just like looking at it's the crazy. different themed ones. I'm just like, oh, there's Howie Mandel or there, there's Heisenberg. Yeah. They're all just the different TV show and movie characters. I love it. But I guess that works because that's probably why people are playing. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, Sharknado. I just watched that. Let yeah. me go play the slot machine. Oh, Sharknado <laughs> but, 2. Yeah, it's oh, it goes nice. all the way up to 6? Oh, God, I'm going to be here all afternoon. My God. Yeah, it's oh. crazy. And the slot machines are just ridiculous. I don't know how people play them for no. hours and hours. but No, it's scary. People do. Well, good deal. Thanks, thanks for doing this, Uncle Micah. I hope everyone is. I mean, these are. I mean, these are. Uh, these are foolproof. These are sure things. I hope everyone is yep. em emptying hey, their we'll, bank accounts we'll, and going we'll right to the casino. We'll revisit some of our uh, when the trade deadline comes, yeah. and then maybe after the season, we'll revisit, see how we did. I'll probably keep everything down. Obviously, we'll have it on tape, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. That, that's right. Hoping, hopefully. Hopefully, if, if we're on, a ton of people listen to this. But if we're off, hopefully just no one listens and everyone just forgets. Yep. Sounds good, man. All right. Thanks, Uncle Micah. Yep. Take it easy. Okay. So hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Uncle Micah. And I hope you guys are ready and pumped up now for the NBA season. Find a casino. Find someone who can get in the bets for you. Get those picks in before it is too late. Let's go ahead and transition into my recommendation of the week. So this is my recommendation of the week. You know, wanted to liven up the show, bring, bring some positive vibes. So I'm going to be alternating back and forth. This week is my recommendation of the week. Next week will be a complaint of the week, and it'll go back and forth from now on. So my recommendation of the week is now... I know you guys are loyal here. This is the num your number one podcast, obviously. But if there were to be a number two, I cannot recommend enough. There's only one episode out right now. They're out every Wednesdays, Office Ladies. Now, I know what you're saying. Like, oh, no, 
Joseph, are, are you pushing me on? I'm a dude, man. I like sports. I'm here for the gambling. I'm here for the sports, here for the interviews. Are you pushing me on a girly podcast? No, I'm not. I Office Ladies is with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley. If you don't know who they are, it is Pam and Angela from The Office. They have teamed up. They are best friends in real life, despite what you saw on camera in nine seasons of The Office. They are best friends, and they have teamed up. They are breaking down a different Office episode each week. And the first one, guys, they, they reviewed and went through the pilot. It was an hour. It was electric. It was amazing. They have fast facts. They have so many cool things where they take you behind the scenes of what it was like to be on set and you know with the pilot episode there was a lot of cool stuff talking about their audition process and and reading with different actors and people you know who they brought into audition it was just really really cool I can't recommend it enough and I, I know what you might be saying like Joseph I haven't seen the office before what what do I do I this is my this is my recommendation okay this is my advice it is not too late. I am so sorry you have not seen The Office yet. I don't care whether you're 9 years old, 15, 23. I don't care how old you are. There is still time. I promise you there is still time. Use this awesome podcast as an excuse to get into The Office. Just start watching. And then when you see what, what episode they put, just start binging it. Just start watching it like crazy. Take a sick day from work. Don't blow off an assignment. I, I know that isn't good advice, but it's but, but it is what I'm recommending for this. Binge the office like crazy. And then when you what then when you see what episode they're talking about on their podcast, go back and watch that episode and then listen to the podcast. I promise you it will be life-changing. I cannot recommend this podcast enough. Podcast ladies out every single Wednesday. It's awesome. Be sure to check it out. And that's my recommendation of the week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you are listening, rate five stars, leave a friendly review, and don't forget to turn on those notifications because when are those episodes coming your way? Every single Monday. Be sure to get those gambling picks in and enjoy. Enjoy Tuesday night when the NBA tips off. Talk to you guys next week.